Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I want to make sure I have all of my shit together. Shit to well, I have. There's gonna be a lot. You got one full hour. Oh, I don't think this is gonna take an hour. I just want to make sure I don't fuck it up. <sighs> it seems like we're on the way. <laughs> okay. There's a story behind everything from batteries and knives to glue and string. I'll share with you these forgotten things you find lying in a junk drawer. What's going on, Kevin? Hey. How are you? Josh, I am just fucking peachy. Are you fucking peachy? You better be fucking I'm peachy. damn near keen. Oh, well, all right, well, you're going to be keen by the end of this. Woohoo! I've got some sweet, sweet jazz for you on today's <gasps> junk drawer. Ooh, jazz. But before we start talking about sweet, sweet jazz, yeah, yeah. which I got to be honest, and I know I said that like it mean like we're going to talk about jazz. We're, it wasn't a clue. We're not. I just oh. meant like it's going to be cool. Oh. Uh, sorry. If you were at home or disappointed, please put on some jazz. I recommend uh, Love Supreme. That's one of my. That's oh. Coltrane. Really good album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, there's I no. I thought maybe you jazz. found like a trumpet in your in your junk. No, or, or I, a I just realized. I realized upon saying that that it's it sounded like a, an obscure clue, mm. but it isn't. First things first, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you what are you drinking? Oh me, I mm-hmm. am uh, once again having a uh, ginger ale and Captain Morgan, a delicious afternoon cocktail, uh, to to slide me into my evening. Uh, I, on the other hand, am still. Working through my day beers. No, the Heinegan. My Heinegan. I'm Heinegan, and you're not bringing me down. <laughs> God damn it. Your new single is a bumpin'. It's friggin' fire. It, it is a jam, as oh, the kids are saying. God damn it. Now, the reason I ask you what you're drinking today, because it may or may not relate to what we're talking about, but, but ooh. in order for us to figure that out, ooh, ooh. we got to ask intern Craig. What's in the junk drawer? Show us what's in your drawers. What's in the drawers? What the hell is it? Yup. Ha! Got it! Ha ha! Worth every penny. That guy is working. He's working. Um, and working he is because he found something that uh everyone everyone knows. Uh oh. What it is. I gotta say this. This is this I got this is an important reminder for the listeners at home. I don't know what he's about to say. Oh yeah. Uh if you've made it 14 episodes into junk drawer and you don't know how this works, I'll stop for a minute and I'll like here's what's going on. Every episode, Kevin and I ask uh intern Steve, Craig, Craig, Jamel to pull something out of the junk drawer and one of us knows everything about it and the other one doesn't. And that means the other one has to sit there and learn things. And I'm learning. And I'm excited. Last episode, I didn't know that Kevin was going to pull out a squirmel. Yeah. Uh, and that is not a euphemism. No, no. And I learned a lot about the squirmel yeah. and how it relates to the Smurfs. And this episode, Kevin has no idea what uh, intern Craig and I have found in the junk drawer. But I do. And it definitely does relate to what we're to drinking. Ooh. We're drinking. And so does this. Oh. Because he pulled out a lovely... Delicate drinking bird. The <gasps> old, old drinking bird. Oh, I love the. I, it is a toy that I love, but I have never, I have never owned. Because mm. my mom was like, "You don't need one of those," and well, I never won thing. it in the arcade. But I love them. They're fucking cool. Everyone I have talked to about this, because I talked to about a bunch of people about this this week, 
knows what I mean when I say the drinking bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might be giants. Use the drinking bird as their mascot. It is a. Oh, it that's is a, right. And I don't mean to use they might be giants as like a pop culture touchstone to be like, oh, I mean, even they might be giants uses it. This is how but old I am. Like, uh, yeah, but for guys like Kevin and I, that, that means something. But for the rest of the world, you know what I mean when I say a drinking bird. They're the little uh, glass or plastic uh, tuby bird with feathers and a, a beak and googly eyes and, and a, a top, top hat. hat. He's so fancy. And when you tip it forward, it puts its face in the water and then it, it bounces back and then it goes back for more and it bounces back and it goes back for more, much like Kevin and I when mm-hmm. we record these podcasts. Yeah. So uh, cheers, everybody. Whatever you're drinking, get it up high because tonight – we're learning about the drinking bird. Yay! Uh, so cheers, Kevin. Oh. I was I've always been amazed about how that little fella can keep drinking that water like he does, and he never his hat never falls off. Never his never his hat never falls he off. He still stays and elegant. He never stops. It's like Homer Simpson said, he's drinking the water. That's what he's doing. Okay. Now, Kevin, please get out your pencils because oh. I I'm gonna blow your mind with some science because the drinking bird is is a it's a it's a famous toy. Okay. But it is also used by physicists to uh, demonstrate what? the the law of ther- a law of thermodynamics. And that is the entire reason it exists. Everything I looked up about the drinking bird took me on a deep physics dive. So it's not just a toy, it's it's an example of working physics. So we're going to learn about science. We're going to learn about physics. Well, isn't physics science? The laws of thermodynamics. That's oh, what we're going to learn about today. Damn. So fun. Uh, all the kids love it. And here's the thing. Like, when I was a kid, we would see these things and be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? You, you, it just That's all it does. It just it dips and it comes back. And it dips and it comes back. But how does it do it? How does it do it? Magical. And it turns out that's the entire reason why it exists. Uh, n- yes, it was made by wizards. Uh, <gasps> it's, in one of, it's in one of the Harry Potter books. Is um, it? I think it's Goblet of Fire. Uh, but no, it, it is a. Um, it was designed to be a uh, a byproduct of a scientific principle. So, the drinking bird, aka the insatiable bird, aka the dunking bird, aka drinky birds, water birds, or dipping birds. Dipping birds. So the dipping birds. So where do you think? Where do you think, Kevin, that the drinking bird originated? Like like what country or like. Yeah, yeah, let's start there. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to probably go with somewhere like like Germany. Interesting, because in the 1760s, mm-hmm. German artisans <gasps> had invented something called a pulse hammer. Uh, a pulse hammer is a basic physics principle. You've used these before. They are uh, you, you would have probably used them in um, either a novelty shop or in science class. Uh, sometimes we find that that Venn diagram is is very tight. Right. Uh, uh, it is a. It looks like a little barbell made out of glass. One end has a, a a bulb. The other end has a bulb, and there's a tube in the middle. And if you hold and squeeze one end, the other end bubbles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, it usually those has those a colored like a colored liquid in it. You can blue its ingredients. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are called pulse hammers. Oh, okay. Uh, and that was invented by uh, you know glass blowers in Germany because it was a, a wacky principle. Uh, another thing that you'd usually find at a Spencer's gift. Yes, yeah. yes. Benjamin Franklin. Get out of Spencer's. Uh, are you still around? You want to sponsor once the show? Once went to a Spencer's. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin went to Germany in 1767. Saw a pulse hammer. 
uh, this is ten. This is uh, 1767. This is nine years before America was founded. Uh, and in 1768, he improved upon it. Okay. Um, and it consisted of two glass bulbs connected by a U-shaped tube. One of the bulbs was partially filled with water in equilibrium to its vapor. Now, we'll mm. get to that. Mm-hmm. Holding the partially filled bulb in one's hand would cause the water to flow up into the empty bulb. Now, in 1872, Italian physicist Enrico Bernardi combined three Benjamin Franklin tubes into a simple heat motor that was powered by evaporation in a way that works similar to the drinking bird, which is why we have to talk about the physics first before we get to the drinking bird, because the drinking bird came out of people experimenting with glass tubes and motors. Wow. 1881, Israel L. Landis, who was from Pennsylvania, invented a type of tilted John gate. La- is he related to John Landis? I would hope not. I, You know... I want to give I want to give Israel Landis a little more credit than John Landis because that man's a pervy weirdo. <laughs> There's a great documentary on uh, on Shutter called Cursed Films. If you don't believe me, that John Landis is a weird pervy video. Uh, okay, per- pervy director. You should go watch that. All uh, right, that went somewhere I did not expect. Didn't expect. No. No, you won't expect where this is going either. All right, so Israel Landis. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever been driving around in rural Pennsylvania around the Amish areas, oh yeah, you see the yeah, you know how you do. You've seen those kinds of gates that are like built on a slant. So like you got a fence and then you got a gate and the gate is slanted and you're kind of going, why the fuck is it slanted? That is because of this guy, Israel L. Landis. Because he builds crooked gates? Well, the crooked gate actually works on a, a physics principle that helps it close on its own. He also got a patent for an oscillating motor that kind of works like the drinking bird. A year later, 1882, the Iskey brothers got a patent for a similar motor. Unlike the drinking bird, which we'll get to in a minute, it basically works like this. You've got uh, three uh, bulbed glass pipes filled with liquid that is in in different ratios. And if you uh, get one of those things hot and humming, Mm -hmm. the, the pressure inside changes. So when the pressure shifts, it starts to turn. And so they were trying to find ways to make motors using this principle, where oh. it was like if you if you change the pressure inside these tubes that are vacuum sealed, uh-huh. the pressure goes back and forth all over the place. So the longer you heat it, the more it spins. Huh. Now, if you look up the uh, the uh, the Israel Landis uh, oscillating motor f- for his version of the pulse hammer, okay, it looks and I swear to God like a butt. <laughs> It just looks like a person's butt, just a, and it's just a hot anus, just a bubbling. human anus, just yeah. bubbling. And but this is this is getting closer to where we get the drinking bird. It started with a hot anus. <laughs> from, from, <laughs> he's just dipping down in that hole, and then he stands up. Stands up, dips down in your anus hole, and then he stands up. So the Isky brothers uh, got a patent on a related engine, which now is known as the Minto wheel, and this is. We're getting closer to the drinking bird. All right. Uh, so the Minto wheel was developed by Wallace Minto. This guy's nuts. <laughs> Jersey City, New Jersey. He was born in 1921, died in 1983. Wally Minto had a passion for science at a very young age. At 13 years old, uh-huh. he and his dad stockpiled 50 tons of uranium-rich ore in New Jersey. What? And he became the first person to split the uranium atom while still a teenager. Are you... F- this guy, Wally Minto. What the fuck? 
So his dad let him play with radioactive material. Let's talk about that. Like, what was the outcome? Like, who's left from that situation? We're getting there. This nearly created an atomic explosion in his family home, just like the movie Young Einstein. At age 16, Wally Mento synthesized radium uh, radium, and invented what is now known as Scotchlight. (gasps) And uh, and Scotchlight is not what you think it is. I'm sorry. It's reflective sheeting uh, for, like... uh, uh, cars and vests and things like that oh wow um he also had a periodic uh, he had a copyright on his own periodic chart (laughs) and he renamed all of the elements and when he was 16 still at 16 it's only been three years he blew up his house with an atom bomb he invented a reflective tape now he goes to columbia college and convinces Albert Einstein to write a letter to President Roosevelt stressing the need for the United States to expand its experimentation with atomic energy, which leads directly to the Manhattan Project. And then he sold his uranium-rich ore to the U.S. government for use in the Manhattan Project. On June 26, 1944, Wally Minto was enlisted by Andrew H. Doughty, director of the Manhattan of, of Manhattan, the Manhattan Department of the University of Rochester, to take charge of the special problems division of the Manhattan Project. What? Meaning, like, hey, we want to make an atomic bomb, but we're having some issues. So we're gonna bring in this whiz kid to help take care of it. He reported directly to General Leslie Groves and reportedly threw General Leslie Groves out of his lab for tampering with his beakers. Dude was fucking with radioactive shit wow. and little wally minto was like get the fuck out wow. he was he was brought in on the manhattan project in 1944 he was 23 years old when he was brought in to help work on what would eventually become the atomic bomb <laughs> wally minto died in 1983 uh of, of radiation which was a direct result of the manhattan project so yes he did die from radiation poisoning and because, at, aren't we still talking about the drinking bird? We are. I this just needed to take insane. that. I needed to take that journey with you because I was like, wait, what? Well, that's I, the I thing. It's like the science guy. behind this simple shit is also some of the science that's used behind some of the worst shit. And the people well, who brought no, up okay, this so shit. Well, okay. So to be fair, it's not. It's no. The drinking bird has nothing to do with the atomic bomb. It's, well, it's six degrees of separation because of Wally Minto, who uh, created something called the Minto wheel, which is the basic principle of the drinking bird oh so just so you all know all right. everyone calm so, down I, I the drinking bird is not an atomic bomb it's not an like, at- the drinking bird is not an atomic bomb because it was like the old thing that i heard that a silly putty was the result of a failed batch of c4 yes it's yes, like so you're deal. telling me that the drinking bird is just a failed version of a nuclear bomb no, and as you remember from the Silly Putty episode, it wasn't because of C4. It was just it was a byproduct. But it's the, kind of the same deal with this one because the drinking bird is a byproduct of some uh, physics and experimentations in the world of thermodynamics. Now, here we go, 19, 1930s. All right. Right now it says like 19 – like what I looked up, it said about 1910 to 1930. Mm-hmm. In China – there was a bird toy called the insatiable bird. Oh. And it was described in Yakov Perlman's. So now you really want to have some fun. Look up Yakov Perlman. 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 Okay, there we go. His name is, is, is spelled funny. One thing that eyes. we do well on this show, and that's names. Okay. Uh, Yakov Perlman. Uh, per- Perlman. <laughs> God damn it. Yakov Perlman. 
uh, he, uh, he, he's the guy that did physics for entertainment, math for, uh, kid, the younger minds. He's like, oh, anytime yeah, yeah. you ever had like a book that was like mathematics for fun or math, you know, and like science could be fun. Right. Started with this guy. Oh, okay. Uh, Yakov Perelman. This guy was, it was instrumental in making science and math fun. All right. So keep an eye out for, uh, Yakov Perelman. He's, he's the jam. Uh, but this is where we first get the, the mention of the insatiable bird, uh, which was a Chinese drinking bird toy based loosely on this shit that's been around since the 1700s when the uh, pulse hammer was invented mm-hmm. and Benjamin Franklin perfected it. Still, all it is is a basic principle uh, of one of the laws of thermodynamics. Okay. Uh, in the book, it explains this insatiable mechanism. Quote, since the head tube's temperature becomes lower than that of the tail reservoir, this causes a drop in the pressure of the saturated vapors in the head tube. End quote. It was said in Shanghai, China, that when Albert Einstein and his wife uh, Elsa traveled to Shanghai in 1922, they were fascinated by this Chinese insatiable birdie toy. Yeah, yeah understandable. Okay. Albert Einstein could not and this is this is direct from the fucking this is this is a historical fact okay albert einstein is said could not figure out how the drinking bird worked and it took him three and a half months to figure it out because he refused to take it apart really so this even flipped albert einstein out so when and and it flipped herbert hoover out who was a you know he's herbert hoover but he was a fucking major engineer like this guy he knew it, like, granted, president, but also major engineer. Uh, so even he couldn't figure this shit out. So don't worry about it when you look <laughs> at a, when you look at a drinking bird and go, how the what fuck the is fuck? it doing that? Some of the greatest minds in the world are as dumb Some as you. Some of the greatest minds in the scientific fields could not figure out how this thing worked when they first looked at it. So now we come to the man who is credited with the invention Mm. of the drinking bird. Okay. And like all things that we've learned when it comes to scientific byproducts, it's basically not an inventor. He's a patenter. So a PhD inventor, scientist at Bell Labs in Murray Hill, New Jersey. This is Miles V. Sullivan. Uh, He also worked in manufacturing semiconductors, and he also invented toys. So the Chinese invention was once again patented in the U.S. in 1946. So here we are, 1946, World War II is done, and the drinking bird is patented in the U.S. Now, Kevin, how does the drinking bird work? How does it work? You said when the, the, the temperature of the, of the front tube gets to a certain temperature, it falls over and it, uh, stuff falls into it, changes the temperature right. of that. The vacuum okay. on the inside so goes back into its ass and your it back up. Describe doing and, great. So yeah, far, yeah. killing the game. Yeah, science. Tell, describe to me mm-hmm. what it was like for you. Uh, what it's like? What, what do you remember of the drinking bird? Oh no! It was definitely when I first saw it. It was, um, it was. I think it was like an. I think it wasn't a Spencer's or some shit like that. It was that um, idea of like how how because it's not doesn't have any motors. It doesn't have any batteries. It doesn't have any wind up. It doesn't have any mechanics to it. It's just some water and some tube in a tube that has two balls on the either end that's dressed mm-hmm. up like a bird. That's all. So why don't you describe for the audience what a drinking bird looks like? Oh, drinking bird is a uh, it's uh, two glass balls uh, uh, in between a glass tube. The top ball's smaller. The big balls uh, bottom's bigger. Just to be clear, the tube is in between the two glass balls. Yeah, did I not say that? Well, no, you said the two glass balls are in between the tube, and I'm like, nah, 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 that's a different oh, yeah, fucking yeah, nah, thing. Nah, 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 nah. 
either end of the tube, we should We're say. We're talking yeah. about science. We're talking about physics. Yeah. You got to be specific. If you, yeah. If you could see inside my head, you'd know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a small <laughs> if ball. If I could see inside your head, <laughs> it would be... It would be like walking into like like one of those abandoned uh, like uh, storage units, <laughs> and just be like, "Ooh, look at all oh, this fun God, shit!" What's with all these rotten boxes? Oh Jesus! But uh, no, a, a drinking bird is a glass ball with a glass tube coming out of the bottom of it into a larger glass ball at the bottom there, uh, and then the small ball is dressed up like a head and the bottom as the rest of the body, and it's on two small little plastic feet. Can you describe for me what the head looks like? Head wears a top hat, has two eyes and a small little beak, usually kind of buggly, googly eyes or just bigger eyes. The beak's usually red that I remember correctly. The glass is see-through. The liquid's usually like red. If I, if I've, The ones I've seen are mostly red. Uh, and then they have some actual feathers glued on the butt, so it looks like a real bird. Right. Now, now question. Question. Yeah. Uh, what is the head made of? Well, it's just glass, right? With some plastic? No. Oh. And that will come into play later. Wow, that was a long way to get there. What's going on? We are about to go in to some cool fucking science magic. Oh, my Christ. Kevin. Let's do it. But I want to make sure that you remember Let's... what the drinking bird looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're super cute. It looks like he's wearing big boots, and that's one thing I always found funny. In the end, it's all a trick. Ooh. But I it's like a tricks. science trick. Oh, I don't like science. All right. Oh, yeah, you're going to love this science. <laughs> this is, we're not just doing science, we're doing physics. Ugh. This is an example, this is an example of a thermodynamic cycle. Now, it is often misrepresented as a perpetual motion machine, which it is not. A perpetual motion machine is literally something that once you start it, it makes its own momentum. The drinking bird is not an example of perpetual motion. It is an example of one of the laws of the thermodynamic cycle. Basically, uh, heat creates motion, which is what an engine does. When you heat up the coal with the steam in the, the locomotive engine, the steam uh, gets into the, the pistons, the pistons move the rods, and those move the wheels, and that's how the train moves. Right. Okay. Trucking along. So, trucking along. So, keeping that in mind, okay. the way the drinking bird, the insatiable bird, the drinky bird, as I prefer to call it, Works. Super parched bird. Yeah, this bird is drunk. That dude has got cotton mouth. Send that bird home. <laughs> Basically, the way it works is you got one piece of glass, mm-hmm. okay? And that has two bulbs connected by a tube on a fulcrum. You know what a fulcrum yep. is? It's like on a seesaw. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. point on which the seesaw pivots, right? Yeah, yeah. The Who bottom doesn't bulb know about is... fulcrums? I, mean... I don't know. Some fucker out there doesn't. Uh... With, and I don't mean to call you a fucker, a person who doesn't know what a fulcrum is, because it might be a child. You'll learn one day. But I will, because Josh started shit last episode. I'll, yeah, fuck you, fulcrum idiots. <laughs> fuck you, fulcrum idiot. Jesus. All right, so the bottom bulb is filled with a colored liquid, and the reason why it's colored is because you you they, you they want to be able to see it. That's really the only reason. It, it has nothing to do with the science. No. It's just so that you can watch Makes it pretty. the magic happen. I love watching magic happen. Here's where the awesome shit starts. The tube itself uh-huh. is pressurized okay? okay with high vapor pressure which meaning a, a liquid with weak intermolecular forces basically it evaporates easily that's that's the secret to this device is that there is a liquid inside this uh old school pulse hammer 
which I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. which is the German invention where you squeeze one end and it bubbles. You can do that with a drinking bird. Same fucking deal. Oh, you can squeeze his little bottom and his head bubbles? You can squeeze his bottom and his head bubbles. Oh, little precious motherfucker. He's precious little, but don't touch his ass without his consent. Oh, it's always consensual because um, you bought him, so therefore it's okay. You did. That's true. It's a good, No, that's now that's just a When it comes to a drinking bird, that's fine. With other things, not okay. so much. In their culture, I hope so. Oh, yeah. uh, usually... <laughs> Uh, typically, the liquid that's inside the drinking bird is methyl chloride, aka dichloromethane. Ooh, now, dichloromethane, it, it's volatile Ooh. and it can dissolve a wide range of organic compounds, which makes it useful in uh, chemical processes, but you use it to decaffeinate coffee and tea. What? You also use it to prepare extracts of hops and other flavorings. Um, and because it's volatile, because a volatile thing evaporates quickly, oh, like it's a okay. thin water, okay? It is used Not as like it's going to explode spray. at any second. Well, I mean, it could. <laughs> uh, it's also used as aerosol spray propellant and as a blowing agent for polyurethane foams. It is dangerous as it is a suspected carcinogen, but we don't know for sure. So basically what I'm saying is do not break that bird's wow, ass open. because he's like a fucking walking time bomb. He's a walking a bomb, buddy. Jesus. Now, well, he's not really the rest around, of the birds... But, you know. well, he's, he's drinking. He's a dipping bomb. He's drinking. <laughs> he's a dipping bomb. The rest of the bird's body and head is full of the vapor form of methylene chloride. So you've got uh, liquefied chloride at the bottom and uh, vaporized chloride inside the bird. And that's important because this is how this fucker works. Now, you might think this is pretty simple. You just tip the bird forward, its head goes on... Its head goes forward and it bounces back, and that's how the whole fucking thing works. But it doesn't it doesn't uh, work unless you have water in front of it. Okay. Uh, because that actually propels this law of thermodynamic. So here's where it gets tricky. Here's where oh, the tricks. This happen. is where it gets tricky. The reason all that stuff from before was important about having this like volatile chemical inside this bird uh-huh. <laughs> is because it's all based on pressure and heat and cooling. So. The way the bird looks, as we've discussed, very is handsome. The bird head, with first off, it, it is a capital-looking, very handsome, very distinguished. put together, distinguished, gentlemanly bird with a hat and a beaky nose. All of that matters in this scientific process. So the upper bulb of the head, inside the bird head, has a tiny point on top that is covered by the hat. Okay. All right. That's important to know. The upper bulb also has, you know, the the felt bird head with the beak. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That felt is also important to know. Uh, The whole setup pivots on an adjustable cross piece uh, attached to the neck. And that is where the the fulcrum should be. Uh, The ass is filled with methyl chloride, which is cooled until it liquefies and then sealed. Okay. The head with that little tip covered by the hat is empty. The tube goes from the top bulb down inside the bottom bulb. So the bottom bulb isn't just the end of the tube. The tube actually goes inside the bulb and it rests just above the edge. Okay. And that is also super important. So it's living so on now, the edge. It's living on the edge. You can't, you know. You can't uh, help yourself follow I was going to say, you can't stop the mold from growing, because all I remember is living in the fridge by Weird Al, because that's where I'm at. The mold from which I think is the superior version of this uh, song. So um, here's, here's where the physics come in. Get ready. Okay. So the tube goes all the way to the bottom uh, just before the base. 
and then there's like a hole so the liquid can come up through there but it's not uh it's not just a bulb and a hole like a proper uh um pulse hammer is where you like squeeze one end and the top squeeze squeeze it squeeze it squeeze the bottom the top bubbles this is not nearly as pervy as your episode i don't know i don't know all right, but this this actually goes inside the bubble and that it, it, the bottom, and that's important because uh, it has to separate the liquid in the base from the vapor in the tube, and the vapor in the tube and the bulb from the liquid in the base. What? So, go with me on this. Okay. Methyl chloride cooled and sealed inside this glass. Okay. The me- dimethyl chloride melt. Uh, the methyl chloride melts, turns into a liquid, and then some of that turns into a vapor around the tube in the base. Then the tube and the top are filled with the vapor from that as well. But because you've got the liquid on the bottom, which is always a little bit. Have you ever noticed that it's not like filled on the bottom? Right, right, right. yeah. There's a space, right? Because you need that space because you need to fill that bottom part with the, the vapor as well as the tube as well as the top. Jesus. Because that is keeping the pressure equal between the head and the tube and the base. And the reason that's important is this is how it goes down. (laughs) The bird with the felt head and the felt beak with the hat covering the top, right? So that top area doesn't have any of the liquid, but it does have some of the vapor in there, Okay. right? So that's the upright part. The area outside of it is a felt bird head with a felt beak. You lean the bird. What do you do? You you have the bird next to a glass of water. Tip the bird into the water. Right. What happens is... The water soaks into the felt and goes up around the head, right? Uh-huh. Saturating the whole head, it removes energy, which cools the top bulb, which is just like what happens to you when you step out of the shower. So the evaporation lowers the temperature of the glass inside the felt. So the felt needs to be saturated in order for the inside to start to cool. The temperature decrease causes some of the dichloromethane vapor inside the head uh-huh. okay, to condense. It's essentially melt, but it condenses. You know what con- condensation is, yeah, 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 yeah. right? Okay? Uh, the liquid yeah, becomes more dude. dense, right? Lo- yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, which lowers the pressure of the vapor, causing the liquid in the butt to rise. So now it's coming up the sides. Okay. Not in the tube, but up the sides. The lower temperature and condensation together cause the pressure to drop inside the head. The higher vapor pressure in the warmer butt pushes the liquid up through the tube. And as the liquid rises, it becomes top heavy and tips over. So that's why it goes back and then it goes forward. All right? That's crazy. And then when the bird tips over, the bottom end rises over the surface of the liquid on the bottom bulb, and a bubble of warm vapor rises up the tube through the gap, which displaces the liquid, and then it flows back to the bottom, right? And the pressure equalizes, and it pops up into a vertical position because the weight goes back to the bottom. Wow. The liquid in the bulb is then heated by the ambient air which is at temperature, which is a slightly higher temperature than the temperature of the bird's head. Now, the reason they use <laughs> this uh, uh, dichloromethane uh-huh. is because it's so sensitive to temperature change. That is why it dips. If you used a thicker liquid or something that isn't easily vaporized like this shit is, it wouldn't work. That's why the bird bobs. 
is it's basically that it's basically just the pressure that's created inside the tube mm-hmm. by the temperature change in the top and the base. Wow. Now, wow. That's how do they how do they know that this works? Because humidity will affect this. Wait. If the air was 100% humidity around the drinking bird, uh-huh. it would not move. Wha- because the pressure because, is always the because same. Because the pressure is always the same because there's no change in temperature. So if you live in a very humid area, the drinking bird is a terrible gift. It has to be 100% humidity. Oh, okay. You okay. need to be in like the wetlands. You need to be like in the Florida? fucking Everglades. Yeah, you need to go into Florida. That's why they don't hang out with drinking, no drinking birds, birds in Florida. In Florida? Yet another reason why we're not going to Florida. Dude, I didn't like like my old brain did not have I for I knew what the drinking bird looked like, but I just as you were explaining that I looked it up and realized that I forgot exactly what the drinking bird looked like because you exactly because you why. said uh, the felt head and I'm like that's not a felt head it's a glass ball and it goes back and forth the thing blah blah but looking it up I see now that my brain was totally wrong yes that right. is a ball of felt on top and that is amazing science also <laughs> I immediately. It was so much science in that, so much detail with this gases and pressures and blah, blah, blah. My brain made it look like, like the, the factory, like they're made in a factory, and that factory looks like the one at the end of Terminator 2. It's just all oh, yeah. lava well, and stuff where they like come that. From. But at the end of it, at the end of the, is this assembly line of just these little birds standing up, coming out of this molten vats of fire and they're death. They're all coming and it's to just kill this us, little bud. bird coming out of these things. Because they can't be stopped once you wet that beak. Once you wet that beak, man. Wet that beak. Is that a hashtag so, wet that beak? Hashtag wet that beak. So here's some interesting science Ooh, that uh, even- experiments you can do if you have a proper drinking bird. And by that, I mean you have to have a drinking bird that is designed uh, where the head is felt so that if you wet the head, it cools the top, which causes it to dip and come back. And you want to have that uh, uh, methyl chloride inside of its butt mm-hmm. um, because there's all kinds of different versions of that that work on different scientific principles. But the real deal, this is how this thing works. Um, if you want to do some fun science experiments on it, paint its butt black and then shine a light on it. Okay. And it won't tip forward into the water. It'll tip backward unless you weight the nose. The reason why it tips forward is that you have that beak, and that beak adds just enough weight when it's wet uh-huh. to tip it forward. Oh. But if you shine a, a light on its but when it when you paint it opaque, it'll heat the bottom more oh. and tip it backwards because it'll be more energy than it'll take to tip it forward. Any kind of light, like a regular light bulb? Yeah, like a well. Or sunlight. I, mean, I would assume it it'd have to be like a, a high a higher light bulb than that. Maybe you're uh, like a old school like not like a halogen light, but something like more something, like a traditional old school. Something bulb. that's like a fire hazard bulb. Yeah, something. Well, you'd have to heat it. The idea is that you heat like it. Like on a stove. Uh, if you, here's a fun one for you. You'll love this. <laughs> If you use whiskey Ooh. instead of water, so so you have the bird with whiskey and you tip it forward into the whiskey. Oh, okay. It'll it'll pop back and forth faster <gasps> because alcohol evaporates faster because the heat goes away, which accelerates the pressure difference. Dude, I just found these so, on Amazon for twelve bucks. We're getting some. Yeah, yeah. Fill it up with whiskey and watch that thing move quicker. See, that's crazy. And I, I think we need to. I feel like we need to do a fucking offshoot podcast that's just experiments with this fucking drinking bird now. So. That is your drinking bird. It's essentially an example of a thermodynamic heat engine. That's insane to me because again, and that's where it comes like from. Like I thought, I, like like I, like I said earlier, I thought it was more of the um, 
uh, what, what, what did you call it earlier? The kinetic motion, once it keeps moving. Oh, uh, a perpetual yeah, motion. Yeah, because I thought it was essentially like designed that the weight would shift just right with the liquid inside, that once it started sloshing, it would keep going back and forth until you kind of stopped it. That's the no, way I always so saw that's it. that's the thing. If, if it did do that, it would be an example of a perpetual motion machine. But because the alcohol or because the water on the outside of the – see, I'm just thinking like let's just drink some whiskey. Um, because the, uh, the water on the outside of the felt eventually evaporates, it will stop. Unless – if you take the water glass away mm-hmm. from the drinking It'll bird, stop drinking. It'll stop. Okay. Right. So if, if – let's say you had a way to constantly keep that water level at the right height – uh, over uh, uh, you know over an infinite amount of time, so that every time that bird dips forward, it wets the beak. Then yes, it would continue forever. Really, it's once the water level dips below where the the beak can get at it that eventually that bird's going to stop. Do we need to try and see how long we can keep a drinking bird going? Could you do that? Like, should we do that? Like, like we'll put a live feed at your apartment. Oh, on a drink. Does anybody burn? really want to watch that? Does anybody really want to watch? I'm that sure happen? at least one of the four people listening to this would like to see that for at least two days. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be the right amount of time for all this to go down. Um, I wish I had. I wish I. I wish I, I could find a Guinness Book of World Record from that. Um, but right now, it, it lasts as long as the bottle, as, as the, what do you call, the, the, the glass of water lasts. See, that's, and again, we're talking about, like, what, uh, did you get a date on when, like, when, when, I'm sorry, when when did you say these started coming out? Like, when, when were these introduced? Well, 1946 again, this is, is when Michael, Miles My, V. Sullivan patented remember it. Remember, we t- we've been talking about this from the get-go. We talked about it through, I think, the Super Bowl, and uh, there was a few other things that we talked about, uh, the Silly Putty and shit like that, is that mm-hmm. this was a time when science beget toys. Like there were things that we were working on that all of a sudden somebody was like, oh, this what does this funny thing. And I could paint it like a bird or I can stretch it and pull off comic newspapers, things with it. And then it just becomes a thing. But it was all through like the processes of science and learning and discovering. You know? What I think is interesting about the drinking bird is that it was always used as an example of thermodynamics. Like the felt head is important. It wasn't just a novelty. Right. It was there to be like, look, if we wet this thing and then let it evaporate, it will go back and forth forever as long as it keeps getting wet on the beach. Was it a situation like, where somebody, <laughs> I wonder if somebody was like, well, that's a cool thing. What if you put a little top hat on it, now feathers on that's its butt, what he made it a bird? Did. You know, that's what this guy, uh, fucking uh, Miles V. Sullivan, did. He was just like, "Well, make it look like this, and then put a little hat on top, and give it little eyes, and a bow tie, and some feathers, and get it a car, and get it an agent." <laughs> so that is the fascinating thermodynamic physics of the drinking See, bird. that's amazing. And the reason why it works and the reason why it's popular. I'm, because it was a scientific curiosity that turned into an actual heat, uh, a, an actual example of a heat engine. I am thrilled to finally know how one of those works and very sad that I won't remember how that works past today. Now, that's a bummer because coming up next is your pop quiz. Oh, God damn it. Uh, All right. Why did I say that out loud? Kevin Alves, process this. Oh, you said both my names. Am I in trouble? The drinking bird is an example of what branch of physics? Fuck you. Not perpetual. Not not perpetual motion. Not perpetual motion. That's correct. It is uh, in the uh, laws of gaseous motion. uh, (laughs) That once farty, you continue to motion until you get a gas axe. 
While you are correct, yes. that is incorrect. It is an example of one of the laws of thermodynamics. Thermodynamics. See, I forgot. It's basically when you heat something, it moves. See, I, I, that's all I it is. That was the one class I failed out of in college. So that's why, you know, because <laughs> I took a lot of. Oh, wait, hold on. I got to do it for myself. So. Well, you you still only have one out. You you missed one out of three. That's still going to be like a C average. I think I, I think that's a quarter of a point because I said gas and there's gas and thermal. You did say okay. gas. There, that doesn't that is involved. I do know it's involved. Uh, so. When isn't it? Definitely after Taco Bell. What famous physicist took three and a half months <sighs> to figure out how the drinking bird worked? Oh, that was Einstein. Correct. Yay, popcorn. He can be taught. <laughs> He's somebody that I knew. So that's one out of three. Good, good, good. One and a quarter Number points three. out of three. And finally, what happens when a drinking bird drinks whiskey? Oh, it drinks faster. Because Correct! Yay! That's two out of three. Now tell me why. Because the, Show your work. Uh, because the alcohol evaporates faster than it does Correct. with water. Correct, yes. yes. Uh, which cools off the head, which changes the pressure, which bobs the bird. I got two and a quarter points out of three. Look at that. I mean, I got it. You didn't get a quarter point. I gave myself a quarter point because you I was very give, happy with the not fact how the quiz that works. I remembered gas was involved. <laughs> well, there you go, Kevin. You had your physics lesson for the oh, day. Man. And we've all learned. And honestly, if you're keeping your drinking bird in your junk drawer, take it out. Put it on your desk. Marvel at this miracle of modern science and, and ancient science all wrapped up in one. That little bird is thirsty. It's been sitting there all dry. His head's all itchy. Needs some lotion. Its butt's made of fucking nuclear power. <laughs> like you gotta do something with it. That's the thing, man. Like this, like, in again, it's just a little tube. But there's like a lot of physics and science and math. Fucking science all jam that little thing. You like, you don't expect that much to go into a toy. Well, I think it's interesting that we call toys toys. Right, like like that that we call these things toys, right. like silly putty is a toy, and we call a drinking bird a toy when it really is a scientific experiment mm-hmm. that's or an example of science. Mm-hmm. It's just whimsy because it's fun because right. you put a goofy head on it and you in it and it just keeps bobbing its little head back and forth. So that's kind of cute. <laughs> but if you know the inner workings of it, you re- you realize like this thing led to um, like a lot of. Uh, of base level engine building, yeah, and, uh, and and glass work where we were able to learn how pressure works inside these tubes, mm-hmm. and then you start getting into radio and gas and the use of gas inside radio tubes, which is how those things used to work. That was a work. great jump. That was a great jump. You know, some gas, and then all of a sudden, radio and television. <laughs> it's true because a lot of those things used to be that was all glass tubes that were filled with gas. Just. Flickers. Tactile world, Kevin. The world is tactile. It's not digital, even though this is a podcast. Kevin, do you do you have any Mr. Thank Yous? Because I am exhausted. I am. I, dude, Mr. Thank You, first of all, to you for putting that much energy and time and depth into, into this show and into your research. You are a wonderful co-host to have for these Sundays. Ah, um, I'm having so much fun doing this shit. I, I was geeking so hard. I was calling people. I was like, hey, <laughs> do you know how a fucking drinking bird works? And they were like, who is this? Who are you? I don't know. I, I randomly dialed your number, but I just needed to tell they somebody. Like, Where did you find a phone book? Is that even a thing anymore? <laughs> uh, 
Also, Mr. Thank You to Jason Moody, as always. Kick-ass theme songs for... Hell he's yeah. like he's, he's the Big Talk Podcast theme song guy. Like That's who we go to when we I want songs. him to write me a theme song just for just something. Just for something, just for right? Anything. Just for like a life theme song. like So I could play it loudly as I walk down the street. Or, you know, when I go um, in for job interviews. Yeah. That would always be Well, good. I mean, especially like we enter the room, like a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have Mr. Thank Yous. I want to Mr. Thank You everybody on TikTok right oh, now yeah. for uh, my my good roommate, Chad the Bird's TikTok oh, yeah. is at 46,000 followers that. right now. Look at that. And I want to thank all of you for getting to that 46 because there's a lot more coming. And we finally got to do our first live uh, show of 2022 yesterday. And it was a little nerve-wracking. But uh, it was lovely to be in front of an audience. Again. Nice. So follow Chad the Bird on TikTok. Follow Chad the Bird on TikTok. Uh, come find me on the other show on a Big Talk podcast called Who the Fuck Are You? Would I sit down with uh, the talent of Chicago, find a little bit more about who they are, what they do, why they do, where they do, all the stuff they do, 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 do. Uh, so check that out. Uh, also, do-da-day on BigTalkChicago.com. That's our website. Uh, who the Fuck Are You is the name of the show. Uh, in fact, you could listen to the Chad the Bird episode. Chad was on, and it was a that's true. Great time. Yeah, Chad was on yeah. that. Uh, uh, is that it? I think that's everything. Oh, Kevin, physics! Oh, Holy Josh. shit! Oh, How Josh. fun was that? Oh, oh Kevin, physics! Ah, oh, Kevin, is it speaking of drinking? Speaking of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone, because we have to go drinking. Kevin and Josh will reveal a lot about all of the stuff that you forgot. Some of it may come as quite a shock, it's just lying in your junk drawer. Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.